Awareness sucks until it doesn't. I should know. I've been a practicing licensed clinical social worker in New York for more than 30 years. We have been given enough awareness on how to expand to satisfy the two universal desires, being happy and being loved. Now what? Now it is time to live it. This podcast focuses on transcending awareness into practice through dialogue with curious guests. Hello, this is Yolanda Kumidu. Welcome to my podcast. Regret. That's the theme today. And Linda joined me. Linda had a career in education for over 40 years. Regret. Regret. We all carry regret. Sooner or later, we accumulate regret and we carry it as as a, a, a load, as a luggage that is heavy. Uh, and we keep walking with it. And we talk with Linda, why we do that? And when is it time to let this luggage go? And how do you do that? So let's tune in and see what we came up with. Linda, welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. Linda brings the theme of regret, which is quite common in all of our lives. Um, Sooner or later, we experience it. What we do with it, how we handle it, what it's about, how it's helpful, how it's not helpful. These are my questions. What are your questions, Linda, about regret? How do you want to begin? So when I think of regret, um, I think of um, a a gentleman who gave a convocation speech to a class of graduating seniors. And what this gentleman said was what he regretted most were failures of kindness when he stood by mildly when another person needed him. And he got me thinking about all kinds of regrets, regrets of action, regrets of inaction, regrets of neglect, regrets of not being as responsible as one could have been, things like that. Mm-hmm. So a few of the questions I have about regrets are, when we notice them, do we learn from them? Are they helpful? Or might we just say that, you know, my life is the way it is today because I did have certain actions or inactions, and that kind of is the way it is. I learned from them. 
or is it more that we say and live in a state of saying, wow, if I had only made a different decision so, and that we go back? So let's see how, let's see how reg regrets form. Um, I think regrets, the first thing that I would like to say about this is that they are directly connected where we are now, presently. When that behavior, whatever behavior was happening, action was happening, inaction <laughs> was happening, right. um, at that time, it didn't have the label of regret, the category of being a regret. Correct. It's the comparison. So how do regrets form? We expand. Of course, we are in a constant process of expanding, whether we are aware of it or not, whether we want it or like it or not. This is the nature of human beings. And as we expand, life, of course, is the greatest helper, giving us um, opportunities for expansion, most of the time through pain and crisis. Mm, interesting. And then we find ourselves in new countries, <laughs> learning a new language, seeing uh, with different eyes, then we look back with this new pair of eyes, beliefs, expanded values, and we compare. That's how regrets form. And where you are today, you look back, whether it's a month, a year, a lifetime, <laughs> and you realize now that something different could have been said or done or not done. And the critical part of us creates the regret. How come? I feel sad. It's nothing wrong having regrets. Actually, it's a helpful state if you know how to handle them, how to move on and expand and not repeat. Because, so one way of, of that I see regrets is that there's a comparison happening and we compare our own selves, what we thought and used to be to now, and we come short back then. And then it forms into a regret. And what a waste of energy and time to hold it with, um, uh, with um, having this, because there's a sadness. There is a sadness, there's an anger, um, there's a frustration that accompanies that. And all that, uh, uh, emotions, as they can be helpful at, at times, if they stay, if they station themselves, it's really waste of psychic energy. So one is to keep remembering that these eyes you have today, these thoughts and values and beliefs you have today, were not there back then, 
could not have been there back then. I don't know the reason, timing, circumstances, <laughs> life experiences, it doesn't really matter. It's just they were not there back then. That's one way. Another way is there were actual obvious mistakes we made back then. And when we don't either learn from them or forgive ourselves, then the mistakes take the form of regrets. They are station, stational <laughs> mistakes right. that turn the form of regret. And regret takes a lot of energy from us. And it doesn't change anything back then. It can, I, I, we, we, we can use it to right. move on and not repeat the mistake. But you see, the hardest thing is self-forgiveness. Forgiving ourselves who didn't see it before, forgiving ourselves for making the mistake. That is very challenging for people to forgive themselves. Actually, sometimes it's easier to forgive someone else than to forgive Absolutely. ourselves. I, th I think you're, you hit it right on the head. I think when we overlay the present onto the past, we're looking back through a lens that we have now that we didn't have then. And we're just not seeing it as the people we were then. So therefore the past has been radically altered because we have just have different eyes, different experiences. And I think memory um, can only retain a fraction of past moments. I think that's the nature of me memory. And I think in the, in the act of recollection, we take these fragments and we, we try to construct them as an exact remembered reality when in fact they're not. A lot, that, that's brilliant. A lot of details of what happened back then are left out of missing, detail yeah. missing pieces that contributed to whatever decision or action we took are missing now. Right, right. And I, I, I think that's the, the danger of it. Um, but I, I, looking back and now listening to you, there are, there are so many kinds of regrets um, and there's also different intensities of regret. Does the regret come up every day in your mind? You know, why does it do that? I once heard a friend say, how long is the sentence for regret? Is I'm it sorry? a 40 year sentence? How long is the sentence for regret? Is it a 40 year sentence? Just tell me when it, when it's over so I can just go on and live my life. And I thought that was interesting that she said that. Um, because she viewed it as a sentence. So I asked her, um, do you think regret was ever helpful to you? And she actually said, yeah, I do. But the sentence is so long that can I just like get over it? <laughs> so 
And what stops people? Because it, becoming aware of what we just said is very helpful. And in this sentence, it's a right. punishment. It's a self-punishment. Right. It's a self And how come, even if you're aware of it, again, I go back to what I almost say to every uh, episode in this podcast, perhaps it's not time yet to end the sentence. It's timing. Each individual person has their own timing. And that's a factor that needs to be considered in here. Being sentenced by yourself, <laughs> um, and your friend was right, it's regrets. Take the lesson that they have for you and move on. It's, it's exactly what I just said before. It's a mistake. As long as that is that it, it, it just stays around too long. Because some of, I don't know about you, but in my life, some of the leaps and bounds in my personal growth came from serious mistakes. Right. Serious regrets. But once, you see, you allow yourself to feel, experience, even times express the anger about yourself to yourself, admit it, hold it. Sometimes it makes it easier to let it go. Instead of staying at the, at the level of, I should have, I should have, I can't believe I did that. Right, go, right. Go the step further and allow yourself to get upset. And at times, yeah. you, you can be so upset that you're tired of being upset. <laughs> and sometimes we right. have to be tired enough of being upset to move on. I think you bring up so many important points because there, there are a lot of high stakes in regret. There's a lot of high stakes. There's a lot of time lost. Um, there's new opportunities that are lost because of living with regret and living in the past and those kinds of things. I think the regrets that I hear most often from people in my career, now I'm speaking, not in my personal life, are regrets of um, not going for the next interview, having gone for one and, and not gotten the job and then not going for another, or regret... Um, in my career um, as a school district administrator, you know, public speaking is very important. And that's one of many people's greatest fears. And not to take the risk to become an administrator because you're afraid to. So I think in terms of missed opportunities, they feel the door is shut. When I feel when you can admit that, the door is still open because you can admit that's the reason why you didn't, and maybe you can move forward with that. Um, so I'm wondering in, in your career, um, do you see a lot of regrets regarding miss op missed opportunities, not chasing the one you loved, not going for the job, or not uh, moving to another city, that kind of thing? Or do you see more regrets in connection with people? Both. Uh -huh. Both. And you see, I try to bring the positive side of regret. 
So if you were afraid of uh, um, public speaking and you didn't go for that interview to get that other uh, higher position uh, and you have regret, sometimes it's owning. Right. I have difficulty in public speaking, period. And, for, and, and not even having to change it. You see, we, we are we're moving into, well, you have to correct it. You have to do it differently. Sometimes owning our limitation, and maybe it's not even a limitation. Maybe it's just this is who we are. This is what we can do and what we cannot do. It's so critical because the culture, there is always, and also, of course, in my work as a therapist, is always the, the encouragement to expand and to broaden and to change. Sometimes honoring where you are and where you're not, where you're going and when you're not going, it's, a, it's such a relief, it's such a deep level acceptance that is necessary. So even I found yeah. that you looked at things totally in another way and just opened up another perspective to me um, because I looked at it in a different way. And I love hearing that. But that that is who you are and that is what you do. You present both sides or, men, or many sides when that's needed. And that was very, very refreshing to hear that. Yeah. Just knowing who you are. I think the um, the question I would ask you is, in your lifetime, uh, I'm not sure how to phrase the question, but in your lifetime, have you heard so many stories about regret of connectedness to people? So if you didn't see the person and then they suddenly passed away, or if the person really needed your help and you didn't do it and something else happened. Whereas if you did do it, that wouldn't have happened. Those kinds of regret, regrets of connectedness. And how does one deal with that? The same way. Right? Same way. You see the regrets. Um, w regret is the same, <laughs> whether it's with people or an action or a word. Um, that we did or didn't do, said or didn't say, the, you cannot discriminate that regret is regret is regret. It, it's really about, it's a heaviness towards yourself, against yourself actually. It's a heaviness. It's, it's um, I, like, I go back to what your friend said, is being sentenced. It's a sentence. Right. So it doesn't right. really matter at least that's my experience. Maybe some other people have other experience. Um, it doesn't really matter what you regret. <laughs> it's just a very uncomfortable, painful, unpleasant state that takes unbelievable space in your thoughts, in your actions. And it actually can limit your um, self-esteem, your self-confidence, because it's a form of self-punishment, to 
move on. And then what happens? Let's go on the other side, actually, Linda. What happens? I don't know if you had an experience where you had a regret, you looked at it, you allowed yourself to express in yourself uh, the anger, the frustration, and you let it go. How is that afterwards? I think it's very freeing afterwards. And I think it takes a lot of um, awareness to let it go. I think, I think in life, none of us are perfect. Obviously, we're all, you know, here to learn the lessons. And I think that when you let something go after you've thought about it, reflected on it, learned from it, or accepted that's who you are, either way, whatever it is, I think it's one of the most freeing feelings. And for me, in in terms of personal regret, it's not the same lens that I had then that I was looking at things. So that's very helpful to me. And I think that, um, I think there's a big difference between mistakes and regret. And I think a lot of people, um, hang on to regret more than they do mistakes. I think they let mistakes go, but I think then there's another group of people who kind of merge the two together. And they say, look, it was just a mistake. But then I say, these are friends, then why are you living with this every day if it was just a mistake? A mistake seems a little more casual than regret. So in, in a few cases recently, um, we've had a deep conversation between what's the difference between a mistake and regret. So I'm not sure if that is helpful in this conversation, but a few of my friends were viewing it as mistakes, but living it as regrets. Doesn't really matter. I don't think so. Yeah, doesn't really matter. But what I want to say, going back to how is it when you actually let it go, it's connected to self-esteem and self-confidence. If one's self-esteem and self-confidence is still struggling to be built, to be grounded, this Mm -hmm. self-punishment, it becomes a vicious cycle. You have a regret and you punish yourself. And as you punish yourself, your self-esteem is chipped away. You see? Right. Once, and it takes courage and it takes um, a form of um, to be, it requires you to have courage, as I said, and to have a feeling of entitlement. It's connected to entitlement, to be entitled. And that's, you see, entitled always gets the bad rub <laughs> that it's, oh, enti- but in this situation, it's, it's as if I deserve not to have this heaviness, to carry this heaviness around. So it, you, you need a few drops of entitlement to let regret go, that I deserve not to have that anymore. I think that's, uh, that's again, how you look at things many times, and I think it's so refreshing because I don't think we all look at it that way. And I think just your... Um, definition of entitlement, you know, sometimes it's not always negative, it's positive, and it's helpful, and it's, you know, it's good. 
It's almost so like, yeah, it's, it's almost as if there is some, some sense of shame if you let, if you forgive yourself and you let the regret go. It's, uh, why do you think we, why do you think we do that then? Why, why do you think the nature of people, um, certainly the ones I know, so I can only speak for that, many live with regret. I mean, they don't let it go. They don't forgive themselves. Well, it, it also connected to the personality. Right. You, you know, uh, so if you have someone that lives with a dominant part of the personality that's a perfectionist, just mistakes are not allowed. That's true. And if you make a mistake, the regret, it's ongoing. Because after all, the rule of life is to do and behave and talk always in the perfect way. So those yeah. of us that carry perfectionists as a dominant part of our personality have the hardest time letting go of such a thing. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. So it's also connected to personality. So it's not, it's not that simple. Let it go. Okay, you understood it. Let it go. It's so many other layers that need our attention and our, and our respect and gentle handling. Because often we don't handle ourselves in a gentle way. We are very no, we harsh. don't. <laughs> We're, very We're much harsh. gentler with others. Yeah. Much, much more forgiving and much gentler with others. So holding on to regrets and not letting them go, it's a harsh way. And as long as, again, what I said before, we own, we admit that was a mistake. Now it became a regret. I didn't know any better. But then you see the perfection is, oh, these are just excuses. And and the perfectionist in us says, if you hold on to the regret, that's the only way you will become a better person. You I will right. need I need to keep reminding you yeah. how horrible yeah. you are. You were. Yeah. <laughs> what a horrible yeah. mistake you made. So I make sure you don't repeat it again. Right. And in some ways, yeah. this has two sides also. This can be a, a, a positive way. Some people see it as a positive way in self-growth. Let me hold on to their regrets so I don't repeat it again. But what you, the price you have to pay for that, it's, oh, absolutely. it's pretty serious. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more with you. I think, but when you do let it go, it's freeing. It's um, a learning experience. I think you move forward in a better way. So I think regret is is sometimes necessary, but not to hold it forever. And to understand it's just, you're just a different person. So it's different and we don't remember exactly. Thank you, Linda. You're invited to experiment, to ponder on what was shared today in transcending awareness about happiness. 
you're also invited to be a curious guest. Please email your comments, questions, and suggestions for more themes to awarenesssaxpodcast at gmail.com. That's all for today. Until next time, yahara. Thank you.